Hi, everybody. Welcome to Horsepower Heritage. I'm Maurice Merrick. And greetings to all of you listening from places like Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Huntington, New York, Montclair, New Jersey, Glen Carbon, Illinois, Sawarita, Arizona. Don't forget to follow the podcast and leave me five stars and a quick review. And I've got to tell you, before we get started, the response to last week's episode was pretty amazing. So many of you contacted me to say how moved and inspired you were by the Valkyrie racing story and the efforts of Renee and Christina Brinkerhoff to fight child trafficking. And one guy in particular that it really hit home with, Wade Devers, who is an art director and a fantastic graphic artist who does a lot of terrific automotive art. And Wade's here with me right now. How are you doing, Wade? I'm doing great, Maurice. How are you doing? Great. Now, you had a fantastic idea that we want to share with people today. Uh, something extra for them if they donate to Valkyrie Racing. Why don't you tell us about it? Well, you know, I think it all started with, I, I saw images of that car, that 356 with the tracks on it. And I think everyone was captivated by this thing right away. Um, so I, I was already aware of the car, but I was not aware of why that car existed. I didn't read a lot about it. I just seen it. And uh, I was, at some point I was like, I've got to draw this thing. <laughs> it just has to be drawn. It's too cool. It's too interesting. And then um, I'm a fan of your podcast anyway. I listen to all of them. And when I listened to it, um, I, I was just so taken by the whole story. You know, she got into racing in her 50s. And so I think that was already kind of interesting. But then as the story developed and she sort of walked the audience through how she got to where she was and then the moment that she realized that she could translate all of that or parlay that into something to affect change somewhere, I think that's what really kind of struck me was these things are all fun to do. And if you have the resources, they're great. But to use that in, in a way that uh, can affect uh, some change for somebody, I thought was really moving. And I just kept thinking about one thing that she said, and that was that... Um, how do you take something little and turn it into something big? I think she said something very similar to that. And I thought, you know what? I can take what I do and make that part of what she does. So I drew the car. I was going to draw the car anyway. But then I, you know, I, I reached out to you and I said, hey, I've got an idea. Could we, could we use this piece of art somehow and maybe create some, some extra contributions to, to the effort. So really that's kind of how, how it came about. So here's our idea, guys. Wade has offered to provide a limited edition of 10 digital files of his artwork of the Valkyrie Racing 356 on its tracks and skis. Once you make your donation, you're going to be entered to win one of 10 unique digital files of Wade's artwork of the car. Wade, explain how they're unique. So the artwork exists in one set of colors. And what I'm going to do is customize it to give 10 different variations on that theme. So one person might get the car with a, a light blue background. Someone else might get the, uh, the car with a, with a white background. But what's interesting about it, I think, for people is you get your own version of it. And it's like a one of one. Um, this gives the people who win it uh, the flexibility to do what they want with it. If you want to make a giant poster out of it, have at it. If you want to make a small piece of uh, framed artwork for yourself and an art print, like a high quality art print, you can do that too. So really, once you have the file, your digital file, you're the only one that has that, that particular version of it. And you can, you can do what you like with it. All right. So let me explain how this is going to work. Go to valkyrieracing.com forward slash donate 356. Make your tax deductible donation. 
And once that's complete, you're going to receive a confirmation email. Now to enter to win Wade's artwork, go to horsepowerheritage.com. Click on the contact button there. Send me your name and the reference number from your donation. We'll be drawing the winners on Monday, December 20th. Every entry has an equal chance of winning. This will be a random drawing. There will be 10 winners and each winner will receive a unique high resolution piece of digital artwork from Wade Devers. Now I'll be putting links and instructions in the show notes. So if you missed any of this, no big deal. It's all there for you. And that's it. I think it's important for me and I think it's important for a lot of people to be able to do what they can that's within their means. You know, the artwork is something that I can do, something that I can give. And I think the idea that no act is too small is is really what this is all about. We can't fix the problem, but you can fix the problem for somebody. I totally agree with you. All right. Well, is there anything else we need to say? I think the only thing that we need to say is keep listening. Thank you, my friend. I'm glad you're out there and uh, really appreciate you getting involved. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. When we come back, I'll tell you all about this week's episode. So don't go away. This episode of Horsepower Heritage is sponsored by Model Citizen Diecast. Maybe you can't afford that Shelby 289 Cobra or that Porsche 356 Speedster, but having a scale model on the shelf is easy with Model Citizen Diecast. They stock collector-grade scale models in 143rd scale, 118th scale, and even the massive 18th scale masterpieces from the Amalgam Collection. And if you use the promo code HERITAGE at checkout, they'll give you 10% off your order. Limitations apply. Just visit ModelCitizenDieCast.com and check out their great selection. From race cars to classic cars and everything in between. Model Citizen Diecast. Because your inner child still wants to play with cars. All right. Well, today my guest is Johan Lamek. Johan is a Porsche enthusiast and a man of many talents, as you're about to hear. And he's the creator of the Whaletail Project. Now, I don't think there's a more recognizable aero component than the famous Porsche 930 Turbo Whaletail Spoiler. It was outrageous to see it on a road car in 1975, and there have been plenty of imitators ever since. Johan's taking genuine Porsche Whaletails and transforming them into sculptural pieces, painted in iconic racing liveries like Martini and Golf. And he added a genius visual trick, which is that they appear to be dripping wet paint from the bottom edge. So just imagine a Whaletail seemingly floating in midair. And if you haven't seen this yet, you've got to check it out at thewhaletailproject.com. You know, automotive art is one of my favorite things, and I think you'll enjoy hearing the story of how this all came together. So without further ado, here's my interview with Johan Lamek, right here on Horsepower Heritage. Let's hit it. Johan, thanks for joining me today. I want to start by saying that your CV is very impressive. Born in Paris, raised in the Caribbean, you played professional basketball in Europe for, what, 10 years? And then at the time you were getting your law degree, you went into marketing. You were very successful in the marketing world. And then you, I guess you got bored with that and you decided, I want to go fly. So you learned how to fly and now you're an airline pilot and on top of it all, a really talented artist, it turns out. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now I feel like a total underachiever. <laughs> no, <laughs> that that was um, that was a coincidence. Some people, you know, I I, I did a few things and I did a few things in my life, and uh, I'm just I'm just having fun, and uh, as long as you're happy, and that's the most important thing, you know. I'm 
I've been uh, grateful to have many, many opportunities to meet incredible people, inspiring people. And uh, yeah, I'm just, just having fun. Well, in addition to all these accomplishments and your art, I would love to talk about your personal experience with Porsche and also flying. I'm, I'm fascinated by aviation. I always have been. Why don't we start with your aviation career? What got you interested and how did that progress? The first time that I can remember the first picture of an airplane is I saw the Concorde in the Caribbean, in the island of Guadeloupe. My dad, back in the days, was working at the airport. He was uh, working at the customs. And one day he picked me up from the school and here we go. We're driving that. I can still remember the car. He was driving a, a 4L, you know, the 4TL from Renault. And we're driving on the apron and then the Concorde. Can you imagine? I mean, I'm like five, six or something like that. Not more than that. And I can see that thing. It's just like fascinating. It's one of these like, you know, incredible memories. And yeah, that that, that was my first contact with uh, with aviation. I saw the Concorde. It's, it's a shock. It's not really a shock, but I mean, it's really, really a um, strong imprint on me. And then I studied the PPL a little bit later on during my career because, of course, I got uh, I was busy with uh, playing basketball, studying a lot, traveling a lot, so I had no time to, to do a PPL. But I, when I was travel, uh, working for the uh, marketing company, uh, I had a bit of time, a little bit more money, so I studied a PPL. And uh, after a few lessons, the instructor was like, what are you doing here? Yeah, you shouldn't be here. You should be a commercial pilot. I'm like, hey, come on. It's not possible, right? We have to be realistic. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. You, sh- you, you should be flying a commercial. I'm like, okay, let me try uh, to pass the, the entry test for the, for the school. And then, uh, yeah, surprisingly, I'm passing. <laughs> I'm calling my dad and like, dad, <laughs> I, have a bad news and a good, I have a bad news and a bad and a good news. <laughs> Which one do you want first? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously you showed natural aptitude and ability. And uh, did you feel at home in the cockpit from the first moment? You know what? The first time that I flew, actually, I threw up because um, I used to fly on on the simulator. And, you know, you fly with the instruments. You don't look outside, right? So um, you had, uh, you know, my senses were a little bit lost. But my first time flying a 737 for real, you know, with passengers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that there is a hole on the runway in in, uh, in Stansted because the landing was quite firm, let's say. But uh, no, it was a, a lot of fun and I had the privilege to to fly in many, many different places, have a lot of experience. So now it's really, really a lot of fun. I mean, I like to fly manual. You know, I'm flying 737. I flew all of them, the, the classics. It's something very, very special. And uh, yeah, I like the the flying, what we call raw data, which means like without all the uh, automations. You know, we do that when uh, the weather is nice, not too much traffic, and uh, you're flying with your, your co-pilot, it's like, hey, keep an eye on me because I'm going to fly manual. We're flying together. Have a look at what, I, what I'm doing, and here we go. You go, like, back in, a, back in the days, you know, you look outside, and uh, you do a smooth approach, and uh, that's it. Stick and rudder. That's it, like back in the day. Well, let's get into the whale tail project. So the pandemic hits. Air travel stops. Suddenly, you have a lot of time on your hands. The wheels begin turning in your head. Yeah, correct. Well, um, it started, the, the Welltail project story started before the pandemic, the, the car that I'm currently driving, the, the 3.2. Uh, when I bought the car, it was a car who was loved. I bought it in Sarasota. It took me quite a while to find it because I wanted a 3.2. It was uh, my dream car. Uh, you know, I wanted a 3.2 because it was the last 
of the classic uh, 911. I, I didn't want to have a car with any ABS, no power steering. No, I wanted something very um, analog. Once again, stick and rudder, right? Correct. And I wanted a, a Targa as well, because for me, it's the best compromise between a convertible and a coupe. And uh, yeah, I found that car in Sarasota. The reason why I bought it is because the car was deeply loved. I had a huge documentation uh, about history record, about maintenance. And while reading the, the, the paperwork, I mean, the guy was even like, you know, um, cutting when he was changing the Targa roof, he cut a piece of the roof. Stick it, put it on a paper, and said, "I changed the roof on that day." Even the bulb, I still have a bulb. <laughs> he changed the bulb, <laughs> and he was like, you know, writing these funny notes. So the car was really, really loved. When I bought it, it was not perfect; it needed a restoration. But um, the previous owner really, really take good care of, of of the car. So uh, that's the reason why I bought it. The car got shipped to Europe, and uh, in the workshop, when I arrived there, the car was totally disassembled. And I felt kind of bad, which is not a good feeling when you give yourself a, a gift because, you know, the car was just the chassis and uh, because uh, the car went through a bare metal uh, painting. And I'm like, I'm a very, very bad person. <laughs> the guy loved his car so much, you know, and uh, kept everything, all the records, and you just delete everything. And, you know, it basically erased 40 years of uh, history. So... I decided to keep only one thing from the car because the car got, was backdated. So the, the bumpers, you change the bumpers, you convert it to a long hood and my car had a whale tail. So um, I was thinking initially thinking about the, the hood and it's kind of common. I've already seen that somewhere. And then the bumpers, I really like them. They are iconic, right? It's very, very 80s, you know? Yes. And But I, did, I did not know what to do with them. I really like them. And then I saw the whale tail. I'm like, Huh, well then, that's super cool. That's an iconic object. It's really, I mean, the, I really like the, the way that it looked. So I decided to, to keep the well tail and I called the, the workshop like a few days later, sh ship me my well tail, please. Okay, so yes, so it's an impact bumper car, but you wanted that classic long hood appearance. Correct. You live in the Bellaric Islands, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, Palma de Mallorca to be precise. So the Balearics Island consists in three islands. You have um, Palma de Mallorca, Ibiza, and um, Menorca. And these are small islands, so there's not a lot of places to drive, but I'll bet the roads that you do have are wonderful. I mean, I don't know if you saw the, um, the video that we did. We were grateful enough to have these amazing photographers from Barcelona. And they did a video and I mean, you should see the roads. It's, 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 it's li literally a dream, especially if you go to the Tramontana, you have amazing, amazing roads you should, along the coastlines and all these turns. So you have the mountain on the right and the sea on the left. I mean, it's just beautiful, beautiful. We've been driving in a place called Sa Calobra. And yeah, it's, a, it's an iconic, very, very well-known road. One of the best roads in Spain and it's an incredible place. I did catch the video and it's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Everybody can check that out on your Instagram, right? Which is the Whaletail Project. Correct. The WhaleTailProject.com on my website or on the Instagram, the Whaletail Project. The video was shot by Paul and Ott. They're like amazing videographers. They're quite, quite young, but a great future. And I'm very, very grateful to have, been, uh, to have the opportunity to work with them. They, they did a great job. Yeah, you know what? I'll put links in the show notes to all of this so people can check it out. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. You got to share, share the love. And the car was a 40th birthday present to yourself, right? 
Yeah, I wanted I wanted to have something special. I already had like quite a few cars, okay, but you know, I wanted to have something special. Um, the idea was to how would you uh, design your own car, right? What would be your dream car? So yeah, I, I went full on. <laughs> it's just like if I had to drive one car for the rest of my life, it would be my car. It would be a three-two Carrera because I like the the lines. Uh, um, my car has a little, you know, the, the little hip at the back. It's not a narrow body. It's like a little hip. And yeah, the three two because it's the last of the classic engines. After 1989, we, we, we go to the 964. And the 964 had the hydraulic uh, suspension, ABS, and all these tools, which are, of course, much, much better, a lot more comfortable. But I, once again, I wanted to, to stick to the, to the analog part and go old school, baby. Old school, baby. So you get your car, you restore your car, and that's kind of the genesis, the, the seed that's planted in your mind about the whale tail, right? When, when I received the whale tail at my house, I have quite high uh, ceilings, and I wanted to have the, the, the spoiler on my wall as a memory to the love that the previous owner gave to his car, right? You know, he, with the car kit from that. And then God's, God's reg, rectangle on the wall, eh, kind of boring to my taste. I, I thought that something was missing. So I decided to paint it into a race color because it was fun. So um, most iconic uh, race color, it was either golf, martini or something like that. But still, there was something missing. The more I looked at the piece, the more I realized that the side of the spoiler looked like a wing of an airplane. It reminded me like the, when I was at, in flight school, a whale tail, a spoiler, deflects air. Air is a fluid, like an airplane. So it works the same, right? The particle of air that goes below goes faster than the one that goes above, creates a depression. The depression creates suction. For an airplane, it's lift. For a car, it's, it's downforce, right? So my idea, after a few weeks, I tend to be quite obsessive with things. You know, when I have an idea, it's like, and uh, I wanted to give fluidity to the piece. There was a few ideas that I had, but uh, yeah, the drop came up naturally, kind of, once again, because there is a story behind the drops. Um, I was in Gatwick, holding point runway 26, and I'm watching that beautiful 747 landing coming from uh, most probably the Caribbean, and you see these beautiful drag vortices, and I was like, the spoiler should look like that. Yes. You know, it should look like it's moving, and uh, the way that they look right now, that's my way of materializing speed and fluidity, because of course, if you have more uh, downforce, you're going to go faster in a corner, and because you direct the fluid, which is air, so that's the, the big picture. So when you first mounted the whale tail on the wall, it looked too static for your Correct. taste. Correct. You wanted to impart motion. Correct. I think you've succeeded. They are so dynamic. They really, that, that's a good word for it. It's dynamic. If you can imagine the whale tail on the wall unaltered, your eye just kind of goes to the center of it, right? Yeah. You're not looking around, but with your sculptural pieces, your eye is moving all over the piece, the curves, the forms, and also the fact that the paint seems to be dripping and that the whole piece looks wet. Yeah, I mean, that was, that, that was the idea. The, the piece should look organic and everything should flow. And um, the addition of all these racing uh, stripes make the other uh, trick because, you know, 
even for someone who is not familiar with the old um, the Porsche history, it's going to say, oh, oh, that's a Martini stripe. That's, that's how uh, the, the, the piece should be interactive. You start with a genuine Porsche whale tail, and then you transform it into a sculptural piece. I wonder if we could get into a little bit of the nuts and bolts of doing this. I mean, did you just call Porsche up and say, I would like to place an order for 99 whale tails? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I'm using exclusively used whale tails. First of all, Porsche doesn't produce them anymore, so you cannot buy them new. The initial name of the whale tail project was actually Save the Whales. <laughs> I wanted to call it Save the Whales. I'm saving, I'm saving the whales. Like my car, each whale tail that I'm building has a history. Okay, it was sitting on the back of a car for 30, 40 years, got some chips, some scratches, you know, some happy owners were doing donuts. And um, yeah, I'm restoring them, disassembling everything, keeping everything as original as possible. So I'm even using the same screw. So I'm putting them in a solution to remove all the rust because of course they have rust, they have leaves, dust and everything. So I'm cleaning up everything, but I'm trying to keep as many original elements as possible. So you're not a trained artist, but you do know about cars and you're obviously a meticulous guy. And what you decided to do was apply automotive techniques to the art. Correct. Correct. And it's all about craftsmanship. That was the, the initial. So when every time that I create a whale tail, I'm thinking about all these guys, you know, like back in the days, you know, when they were building my car, there was no machines and they were like by hand. Hammering it. Yeah, everything is done by hand. There is very, very little machine involved in the creation of the whale tail project because, of course, when I'm grinding these uh, drops, the, the space between each drops is too small, so you cannot use a machine. The back of the, the whale tail, of course, normally it's empty. It sits either on the intercooler of the 930 turbo or literally there is an empty space, and that thing is created as well, perfectly flush with a beautiful angle and with the fiberglass exactly the same material as the whale tail so i'm using automotive techniques and materials to create the whale tails the most fascinating thing to me is the dripping paint effect how did you achieve that that had to have been quite a bit of trial and error a lot of errors <laughs> <laughs> well mostly errors i'm sure you tried multiple techniques but you've achieved it really nicely how did you do that um, I have a little bit of an obsessive personality. So I was dreaming about drops. I tried for months, you know, I wasted tons of epoxy. I even used uh, the candle wax to see how it was dripping to try to um, reproduce it. The way that I'm doing it is quite simple. I'm using a 3D printer to have the general shape of the drops. Then I'm adding uh, epoxy like fiberglass to mount them together. And the reason why they look uh, so uh, natural, so drippy and uh, so organic is the bondo. That's the, that the secret is the bondo. There is a lot of bondo and a lot of grinding. And uh, I'm trying to direct the light a little bit. That's what I'm trying to do on the new pieces. You direct the light a little bit. So it's really, really looks like organic and it doesn't look like if the two pieces are separated. I'm using maybe five or six different sandpapers before even the, the spoilers goes to the, 
to a paint booth for a filler, etc. The spoiler should be perfectly smooth before going to uh, the paint booth. And then, of course, if you put a lot of clear coat, it's going to help. But uh, there is a lot of handwork and uh, grinding. Grinding is the secret. Grinding in more ways than one. Like you're just working hard. Yes, sir. And it's more than just the whale tail and the paint and the illusion of the dripping. Every aspect of the sculpture is inspired by Porsche design elements. So that carries through to the mounting and to the base of the piece. Correct. Um, there is a roll cage inside. It's an invisible de detail. No one will never ever see it, but there is a real roll cage. I'm using a master bender as well. I don't go somewhere to bend the tubes. I go to a master bender. The guy has been bending tubes for years. He's using MS-DOS to control the machine. It's just wow. ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> there, is a, there is a crazy anecdote as well. My The first whale tail that I built in the US, we went to a place in LA and the machine that bent the tubes was from the Second World War. We went in a shipyard and huge hydraulic machine. And so once again, it's history, it's craftsmanship. It That's something special, right? So it's th these are like these small things that shows that uh, the love for the things that were well done with fashion. So um, yeah, so we have the roll cage. We have as well the thickness of the tubes is very, very specific as well. It's 32 millimeters. I'm using, if you go to the FIA website, is the size of a roll cage if your car weighs between 1,000 and 1,500 pounds. Even the thickness as well is specific. No one will never ever cut the tubes, but the head of the tubes as well, it's a solid piece of metal, which is shaped in a specific way because when you put the spoiler in, it's supposed to make the sound like you close your Porsche car, right? It makes a specific sound. doesn't sound like that yet, but that was the idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said earlier you were obsessive, and I think that proves it. A little, a little bit. I'm trying to do th the things properly. Everything should be coherent, right? I mean, you know, absolutely. people are buying these pieces and I want them to be happy and uh, to have something which makes sense. Um, so, um, for example, the plate, we have a beautiful plate with the number. So the Welltail Project Martini edition number nine out of 11, for example. And the size and the lettering of the plate is similar to the plates that you have in your engine bay. If you have a classic 911, for example, it's exactly the same thing. You could literally take the plate and put it in the engine bay of uh, your car. We use, of course, natural stones for the base, uh, Tasso marble, which is the whitest marble that you can find. It's not common, but it's very white and it has these small sparkles, which are mimicking the Oryx white that I use, of course, another special Porsche color. That color was used by Porsche only from 2013 to 2015. It's a very, very special color. It's between a matte, a pearl, and uh, yeah, if you look at the base, the very beautiful white marble base and the um, color on the spoiler should look pretty much the same. It's, uh, it's very, very unique. Well, all those little details and all those considerations that you've put into the piece make it so much more interesting. And even though you say the roll cage isn't visible, you know it's there. And whoever is lucky enough to own one of your pieces is going to know it's there. Really cool. And you're doing nine different whale tail series. And in each series, it's going to be limited to 11 pieces. Correct. Okay. And so you're doing a series of martini tails, golf tails, the orange and, and powder blue. To be specific, zenith blue and tangerine. 
Yes, especially the tangerine, the, the, the orange is very, very specific. We wanted it to be uh, very, we call it yummy, very deep. And uh, to create that orange, actually, it's not an orange. It's a layer of three different colors. And that's what gives uh, the, the trick. So you have a beige background, then a mustard color. And at the end comes the orange. And that's what gives that beautiful tangerine color. And it's really, really flashy, really deep. And um, yeah, with a lot of clear coat, that spotter is amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. And then you're doing the pink pig. You're doing the Peter Gregg Brumos with the beautiful red, white, and blue. Past and present. The front has the old liveries and the back has the 2016 uh, livery as well. Really, really cool piece. I really like it. You've also done a series of the Violant, the Kramer Porsche racing. Yeah, in, co- in collaboration with the, with the team. We're working with them. We had the approval and um, we even did a shooting with a real car. Wow. Yeah, unique, unique, unique moment. Really, really, very, very special. And then you've also teamed up with West Coast Customs out here in California to do a pretty wild series. Yeah, I mean, the West Coast Customs are unique pieces. Of course, all the pieces that I'm doing are unique because they are handmade and they have a number. So they are all unique. But the West Coast Customs pieces, they were created for the Monterey Car Week. And yeah, we did a, a three unique spoilers with the wild West Coast custom style. And uh, they came up, they came with a 27RS restored as well. And uh, God has been very, very good with me this year. So I decided to give all the proceeds of the, of the sale of these uh, spoilers to the Monarch Global Foundation for helping uh, children with cystic fibrosis. Because with all the, the things in the world, I've been very, very grateful to to meet incredible people and being quite successful. So it was time for me to give back. So that's what we did. And uh, what a great stage and what a great um, opportunity given to me with, by West Coast Customs to, um, to be able to do these spoilers. By the way, you know about the BMW art cars, right? Yes, of course. Of course you do. I, I have a suggestion for you. I think you need to cap this off with a custom design of your own, a Johan signature. Huh. Yeah, I, I should I should definitely do that. We have something special coming when you mention all these series. So it's going to be nine series of 11 pieces. The new one is being released in New York and Miami. And yesterday we had uh, another blessing, <laughs> another blessing. You're the first one to hear that. Okay, it's going to be a Rothmans. Oh, uh-huh, yes. But it's not finished. I mean, yes, it's a Rothmans. Yeah, but... Um, we just received an email from Jackie X and he's signing all of them. So, oh, score. Yes. Um, so very, very special. Don't ask me for the number one and number nine already sold out in a few hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> of already course. sold in a few hours. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We're, we're having the legendary Monsieur Jackie X. I mean, six times Le Mans with their Formula One, um, Paris Dakar. I mean, you name it. I don't, I don't think if we need to introduce Jackie X and uh, he, Gratefully, he really liked the, the project, the idea, and he accepted to sign all the 11 pieces will be signed by his hand. So I'm eternally grateful and super excited about the opportunity to, to meet, first of all, the legend himself and have my pieces signed by him. So congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's wonderful. Um, so far, Johan, how many have you produced? 
Uh, I've been very productive. We produced around 16 whale tails, plus another five that we're uh, traveling. We're not selling those because they are going for our next tour in the U.S. in the Hamptons, um, Atlanta, Miami, and uh, we're ending up in Naples. Wonderful. Let's also talk about your secret weapon. Her name is Susan Frania. Oh, yeah. So um, Susan is the manager of the whale tail project. She's a friend of mine. She's the art person. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Well, I couldn't let Susan go unrecognized because she's terrific. And um, oh, clearly, clearly, she's a, she's a essential asset to the project. I mean, she's the one. Once again, uh, the Welltail project is a passion-driven project, right? Of course, we're selling the pieces, but it's not all about selling. It's about sharing something very special, something a passion that we have in common. Every time that I can, I'm delivering in person. So sometimes I'm like, hey, I'm going to come to the U.S. in two months, three months, or I'm going to come to Belgium or Germany. But I mean, I'm trying to do that as much as possible. It worked pretty well. And um, yeah, Suzanne is organizing, trying to put everything together to exhibit, deliver to the client. And and there is a lot of things happening in the background as well. So she's clearly the one running the show. Well, Johan, it's been such a fun uh, conversation with you. I really enjoyed spending time with you and just learning about the project. And your enthusiasm is infectious and it sort of, it encapsulates what's exciting about Porsche. Yeah. Real pleasure, uh, Morrison. Uh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. And I see you soon, maybe in LA. Yes, absolutely. Let's do that. All right. Awesome. All right, my friend. That's all for this episode of Horsepower Heritage. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to follow the podcast. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave me five stars and a quick review. Believe me, it helps other people discover the show. If you want to throw a couple bucks in to support what I'm doing here, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash HP Heritage. Big thanks to all of you who've contributed over there. Read articles and watch videos over at horsepowerheritage.com. And until next time, I'm Maurice Merrick. Thanks for listening.